You know, Ad Astra is a good movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, Just definitely. Got to get that out of the way. Yeah, for sure. Hello uh, to James Gray only. You uh, you seen anything? Um, anything neat? Yeah, um, I watched. Um, <clears throat> Randomly, I, I I watched Documentor, which I have that the the Varda in California box set, and somehow I just never watched this. It's a good fucking movie, man. It is. It's real good. Um, the little boy fishing, yeah, talking to the fisherman. God, yeah, that's a that's a great movie. That is, it rocks. One Varda her, rocks. One of her best. I love that movie um, so much. Let's see. Watch that. Watched this new, um, the Virgil Abloh, <laughs> Peculiar Contrast, Perfect Light. Yeah, we might as well make this a two-part, uh, or like a split yeah. episode between Tiger <clears throat> and, and Peculiar Contrast, Perfect Light. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is Virgil Abloh's, um, this is his newest uh, visual for his his fall winter 2021 collection as the the head of louis vuitton um this collection is titled if i'm not mistaken mistaken ebonics um yeah and the whole theme a lot of the motifs in this collection are like based around travel um planes specifically yeah is like something that yeah, he's he's really ruminating on uh but most importantly Yasin Bey himself, Mos Def, artist formerly God. known as Mos Def, is in this, uh, as well as just kills it. Saul Williams. Uh, so we should mention Peculiar Contrast, Perfect Light, <coughs> co-directed by Virgil Abloh and Wu Song, uh, written by Sofia Almeria and composed uh, by Osma Marouf, uh, and of course starring Yasin Bey and Saul Williams, uh, featuring you know, words by both of them. Um, talk about it, man. It's it looks great. There, I mean, it's that Virgil thing where there are times when it's like sometimes the clothes are just like, I don't know. It's a it gets a little bit loud into the. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a little bit like, oh, well, you're just this is some kind of like exercise, and it's not really meant to be worn. Yeah, um, but then sometimes, like the way that it's shot, it's shot so well, and to see it in this like context of like. I don't know. Somehow, like the the black man walking with the suitcase, and he's wearing that, and then the marble wall. It it looks awesome, and it's something. It's like, oh god, it's so weirdly like classical and otherworldly at the same time. It's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, it rocks. He in this collection is really going hard on paying tribute to like Ghanaian textiles. Cause obviously he's like son of immigrants yeah. and stuff. It is one of the most, I mean, it, it's not for me to say clearly, but from an outsider's perspective, it's, it's, it's black as hell. Yeah. It seems like one of the most black things like I've, I've seen yeah. in a very long time, unapologetically. So, um, which I mean, obviously him being the head of Louis Vuitton and doing that is so, so fucking so cool. Fun. Um, yeah, who who shot this? Was it? It was Benoit Debi. Yeah, very tight. 
so sick. Very fucking cool. Um, watch that. Watch this new Euphoria episode, <laughs> the single episode for um, for what's her face for Hunter Schaefer, who plays the character Jules. Mm-hmm. And um, let's just say because I did talk about you know the last episode that they did this with with um, Zendaya, which was like you know I've sat through the whole season. And it's like, oh, well, this is like the best thing that could have possibly come out of this show was like this episode. And then this new one about Jules is like, oh, everything that's wrong with this show in one. Really? It's just everything that's so fucking annoying and like forced into like weird music video montage feeling type shit. Like it sucks. I respectfully, of course. Yeah. Would rather kill myself than watch any euphoria, anything. Yeah, I know. We, yeah. <laughs> I, I would rather <laughs> suffer a death by a million cuts than watch that fucking piece of garbage show. And I, I know I'm right because have you seen Assassination Nation? No. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a big smile right now. Sam yeah. Levinson should go to prison for being a sex creep. <clears throat> um, in the trailer for Malcolm and Marie, they call him a visionary director. And I was I was ready to go to the Capitol, dude. I love how the early re- returns on like um on reviews for Malcolm and Marie are like, wow, this is really like empty and airless and stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> calling me shocked. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. I I think he should be put in director's jail. It, yeah. The only person who's doing anything interesting in Assassination Nation is Hari Neff. She's... Well, she just rocks. She so. rocks, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll tell... Okay, what is the... It's something about a sea blob? What? Oh, yeah. It's called uh, Fuck Anyone Who's Not a Sea Blob, which... I, I don't even understand... Or I don't remember the, the relevance of... Um, whatever. Right. I I think Hunter Schaefer's pretty good, though. Really? I mean... Yeah, she's good. Did she write it? Oh, yeah, she does have a writing credit on it. Okay, because I I, I had briefly read something on Twitter that was like she either took the lead on this one or she's in the writer's room, like, always or something. I have no idea, but... Oh, I don't know. I knew she she was hands-on with another aspect of it. Hmm. What's it about? Um, kind of. Uh, I mean, it made me wish I was watching The Sopranos. I'm kidding, but mm-hmm. she's like in therapy and talking about she's talking like, to Dr. Melfi's. Yeah, and then no, talking about like being trans and like what the uh, I don't know what this progression towards femininity will like achieve for her life. Mm -hmm. And if that is actually what she wants, right. Uh, Which is okay. That is interesting. But like, I don't know. It's just, it becomes an, it's like this Xavier Delon syndrome of just like, well, everything has to become the most dramatic thing of all time. Histrionics, baby. Um, Yeah. I, I did also watch Martin Eden. I saw your review of that. Yeah, I really want to watch that one. How's that? <clears throat> it's pretty strong. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it's cool. 
uh, there's um, man, even as someone who hates like, communism. Uh, 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 uh. No, uh, there is um, yeah, I guess it it does kind of play out like this is what it's like when you turn to like socialism out of like anger towards the world and everything. Mm. Um, but when that doesn't get like really reckoned with, it'll like fuck you up as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, which like, yeah, sure. But it's just not like the most exciting take on that or whatever. And I understand it's adapted from this Jack London book, but like, right. You know, it's not, no, it looks really good. And the main guy in it is also really good. He looks like Alain Delon and it's strange. Um, they like age him and try to make him look like he's like not sleeping and doing drugs. And he looks awesome. Really? Yeah. It's sick. <laughs> now, if you had to, if you had to cast him as a Marvel hero, who would he be? Um, because um, hmm. <laughs> that's obviously where his career's going. Obviously, no, that's cool. I re- how did you watch this one? Mubi. I should do that. Mubi, Mubi. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I gotta wait for them to put on. Do uh, you know about this Kathy Ann movie coming out? Dead Pigs. It played. I do. Played Sundance 2018. Then it didn't get distro in the U.S. Um, and they're putting it out. Um, obviously birds of prey suck dick, but she seems cool. Is it now, do you have to pay for Martin Eden separately or can you just, is it just, no, streaming? it's just on there. Yeah. So you pay for a movie and you suddenly have access for, to Martin Eden. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. What have you been watching, man? Uh, well, I mean the Virgil thing was dope. I watched that mm-hmm. and I've been, th- it's been occupying a whole bunch of my, my brain capacity. Um, I also want to say like, so we get some new most deaf music in it. Yeah. It's he's, it's, it's the same melody as the song from, from the ecstatic. Oh, word. Yeah. It's like a recycled one. I don't, I, I think it's like the, Voices from a distant star Born to be what oh, okay. I am Is like literally I think Twilight Speedball If I'm not mistaken Folks mm. and by folks I mean specifically Felicia and Alp if you're listening please fact check Me on, on that one mm. I think mm-hmm. it is though mm-hmm. Similar rhymes, rhyme scheme um, Now I, I love I loved that um, Let's see I watched um, I watched The Marksman This Liam Neeson movie with Hannah At the drive-in Hell yeah Do you know what that's about? He's a marksman. He's a marksman. He plays basically, uh, he's like a widower who's living on the Texas border and he finds a Mexican kid and he has to get him back home. Um, Hannah fell asleep for like the last like 30 minutes of the movie. (laughs) A hard nap, dirt nap. Um, Love it. I mean, horrible, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, it was directed by, uh, you'll find this interesting. It was directed by, um, here, Robert Lorenz. Does that name ring a bell to you? No. He uh, directed Trouble with the Curve, right? Okay. But he also, more importantly, producer, and if I'm not mistaken, assistant director to Clint Eastwood on the last like 
15 years of his filmmaking. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, Flags of Our Fathers, Jersey Boys, Hereafter, J. Edgar Invictus, Letters from Iwo Jima, Changeling, Mystic River, Million Dollar Baby, Gran Torino, American Sniper. Um, yeah, God. He, he, so, I mean, you get the feel that this is supposed to be like an Eastwood <coughs> project. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of does feel like the mule a little bit. Um mm. But I mean, it's 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 garbage. I don't I don't know what else to tell you. Um, one of the quotes from that movie is, uh, "Sorry, Pancho, these illegals are mine," and it's been living in my head since then. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I watched um, all of this Night Stalker uh, series on Netflix. Oh yeah, garbage. God. Directed by this dude named uh, Tiller Russell, uh, who I Oops, sorry the fuck was that? <laughs> sorry, I hit something. <laughs> it's okay. It sounded like you were ringing a bell. Yeah, <laughs> Tiller Russell directed this project that I still can't. I'm still under NDA for called uh, Silk Road. Okay. About Ross Ulbricht. Um, I think it was like the third worst movie I saw last year. Um, awesome yeah he's a piece of shit director uh he should respectfully of course with a lot of love in my heart stop doing whatever he's doing um yeah <laughs> yeah night stalker's horrible it's like do you guys remember the 1980s fuck. yeah fuck dude it's zodiac for people who only can only stomach stranger things yeah horrible. wait do they get into the the theory that he was the like oj killer no Oh, that's a good one. Of course. He wasn't, he was already like in jail at the time, but he just like claimed it. I mean, I was the OJ killer. Yeah, that was you. Everybody knows that. It was me. It was you too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I did my thing. Yeah, you did my, you did your thing. <laughs> skirt, skirt, got out. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling in peace. Um, yeah. It was horrible. Would not recommend that. Don't touch that with a 10 foot pole. Mm. Um, and then I, I don't know. We, uh, we, we watched super size me cause we, we just, uh, literally we just finished recording a guest spot with, uh, the Zillennial Canon. Yep. Our friend Adam and our, our friend Kira, um, mm-hmm. they have a very cool podcast where they talk about Zillennial Zoomer movies. Uh, so they had us on to talk about super size me. So I got to rewatch super size me. Like I guess we both did, um, that movie guys really bad. Yep, you can. You'll probably be able to listen to us talk about it soon. It's a shitty movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I got. I got nothing else, brother. I've been rewatching sure. pieces of The Irishman. That's a good move. Just a movie that makes me happy. It makes yeah yeah that that's one where you're grateful that um movies exist. <laughs> Tiger is directed by Matthew Hamachek and Matthew Heineman. Uh, Hamachek, right. newbie, Heineman. Uh, if he rings a bell, that is because he directed uh, 
Cartel Land, City of Ghosts, A Private War, and he's directing The Boy from Medellin, which is the the J Balvin uh, documentary that we're very much looking forward to. Um, This is also produced by Alex Gibney. And um, did you notice who else produced this one? No. Sam Pollard. Slam Pollard? Oh. <laughs> uh, Samuel yeah. Pollard, who directed, obviously, MLK, FBI, and Sammy Davis yeah. Jr., I Gotta Be Me. Um, yeah. For sure. Heavy hitters deep in the credits yeah. of this doc. Um, so this is Tiger. Um, a revealing look at the rise, fall, and epic comeback of global icon Tiger Woods. The series paints an intimate picture of the prodigy whose dedication and obsession with the game of golf not only took his fame and success to new heights, but also down a dark, spiraling road that eventually led to a legendary sports comeback culminated by his victory at the 2019 Masters. Mm-hmm. What did you uh, What did you think of Tiger? Um... Well, let's see, like sometime, you know, now just under a a year ago, we had, you know, the last dance on TV every week with Michael Jordan and stuff, um, which that made me think of, you know, and that's, we, we both like that. Um, Tiger is, is not as good as the last dance. Um, big surprise there. Yeah. Uh, there is. It felt so Netflix to me, dog. Am I right? Yeah. No, I get it. It's like, it's just like scandal searching, I guess. Um, And so, I don't know. Yeah, like so desperate to find like what the story is without like finding any poetry in like Tiger's ability. And like... Yeah. Even in just watching him, he's literally been on a camera since he was two years old and there's no room for us to just sit and watch him. Shit sucks, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what's so great about the, I mean, it's its own thing, but not to, not to speak about it too much in the context of other work, but like, that's the good thing about the last dance and about mm-hmm. like, honestly, the be water, and about like the trio that they had and Lance, excuse me, was that the boons of those documentaries were being able to watch the athletes like work, not just highlight real shit, but like practice struggle right. and excel. Um, even, even the, the, the OJ Simpson doc, like you had to get footage of like him running at USC yeah. to understand like how different he looked and everything. Yeah, there's yeah. not enough of a chunk of this movie spent just watching Tiger doing the work. Um, I don't know why. I don't. I really don't know why. I don't know if that's because, like, I don't know. But then, yeah, when the ending comes about, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but the ending comes about and it f- suddenly in the last, like, excuse me, 30 minutes of this documentary becomes like this comeback narrative. Yeah. Then you're actually seeing him play. It feels completely unearned. It's entirely unearned and it's, it sucks because it's actually well done. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, that whole last bit is actually pretty good, but it's just, it, it carries no weight because it is about like this father son dynamic that you guys have spent like three hours now just totally 
defacing. Right. It sucks. Like, it was right there for the taking, man. It really was. Um, okay, so this is split into two parts. Yeah. Part one, would you say, focuses heavier on the sport? Uh, That's kind of the way I split it in my head, was part one is is sporty spice, and then part two is all the tabloid stuff. I get, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I loved part one. I think part okay. one is the stronger, stronger bit. Um, I didn't know any of this about Tiger Woods. So I guess that's a good preface. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's deeply interesting to me, his background and stuff. Um, I didn't know he was like a media personality from when he was a child. Um, yeah, I'd seen that clip of him before when he was two. That's insane to think about. No, it's really crazy. Um, yeah. I, d- I didn't know any of that stuff. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's it was deeply interesting. It's extremely compelling, him trying to avoid the missteps of his father and, like, the the racial aspect of it that is never really truthfully, like, di- like touched upon deeply yep. ever. It's, like, forgotten. Um, and then, yeah, part two... They go away with the myth-making stuff, which, I mean, if that's his life, then you really have no choice but to do that. But they they start focusing exclusively on tabloid fodder, and it loses me completely because that's all the stuff that, like, I would read about in People magazine at, like, my dentist's office and stuff. Exactly. And it's, and it's in such a way that it's so annoying, too, because it is just like, oh, Tiger is, you know, he's shy and he's uncomfortable with this and it's and it's fucked up that like you know he has to he's like a victim of the media and yada yada and the whole time like they're adding on to that right it's it's really shitty um i don't know if you noticed it becomes really evident in part two but every interview subject in this has a vendetta against tiger woods so that's why people are calling this like the leaving Neverland of like sports docs. I don't know if you've been following that's any really of this, it. this discourse yeah. is that it's all gossip. It's completely unauthorized. It's all nonsense. But see, I, I'm willing to trust the hand that gave us this documentary. I'd be willing to trust Heinemann and Gibney and Pollard on not just feeding us garbage. But then it, right. it does call into question why all these people clearly like have issues with him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I You also never hear from his wife. You don't. Elaine, no. uh which is horrible. Deeply irresponsible. Um Yeah. I don't I don't even I have no words. It's gross. It's really fucking gross that you just don't hear from her perspective because She's the victim in all of this, and you're quite literally giving the platform to the the um, the abuser, or like the the monster in their relationship, right? Yeah. No? Sure. Yeah. If she didn't want to be in the doc, then tell us. Like she declined to to be presented in the documentary or something. Make me yeah. see that you're not just two men directing a documentary. You know. Yeah. That and that's that's only if you're gonna get this like into 
the the tabloid fodder of it. Otherwise, you can just touch on it being like a part of his life right. or whatever. And yeah, it's on. a serious thing, but like, yeah, they don't. It's, she, they, she is is a footnote in this thing, and I mean, I do appreciate that they give. Um, Oh, dang, yeah, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. This is all part yeah, two yeah, talk. Yeah, we are. It's okay. Yeah. But, I mean, Rachel Uchitel, Uchitel in in part two, the, uh, the, the woman that he was, like, essentially, like, crucified by the media for being the other yeah. woman. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The other woman, she got crucified by the media, blah, 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 blah. She gets her chance to, like, speak her piece here and, like, clear her name. And that's nice. But then why not pay that same courtesy towards his, like, wife? Yeah. Upsetting. I, I honestly think that's yeah. like unforgivable. And like, I don't know. Imagine the OJ doc without hearing from Nicole's family at all. Yeah, exactly. And even like bringing, they make such a big deal out of bringing this woman in. Yep. As well, like, it's the cliffhanger at the end of part one. So they what do you want me to really talk just, about? Like, yeah, fuck they really Ugh. cannot wait to get into this shit. Go fuck it's yourself. for what? For what, man? I know. Yep. To the bullshit. Sorry. I put a hard hat on. I'm working with I'm working <laughs> with props in my garage. Um Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they it's it's so it is the most salacious nonsense at the end of the first part of that doc. And then I really, I was hoping they really weren't going to hammer in too much on it. Cause like, I mean that everybody knows about that stuff. Everybody, yeah. everybody does. Yeah. Talk to me about him building up his comeback tour or whatever. Talk to me exactly. about that instead of it just randomly fucking happening. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. Um, uh, well, yeah, that's that's the scandal in the second part. But the scandal in the first part is just his dad. His father is a menace. I don't even think he's like. I mean, he's bad, of course, but like, holy shit, they jump on it so hard. It is sensational. Like everything in this documentary present it, it like, is presented. It's very sensational. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And uh, I don't know. Joe Jackson, he was not. No, like he's not literally Joe Jackson. Like he's not that level of abusive to Tiger or whatever. Like, of course, he's going to push him like too hard. And he's also like got his own demons and he's going to fuck him up in some other way or whatever. But like he did realize how fucking good his son was like. And he saw what it would mean for him, for his black son to be in this position and pushed him towards that and like made it happen. Right. And it all just started with him hitting balls in the garage and Tiger just being fascinated with it. Like it is very nice. And I don't know. It's just, it's just so aggressively trying to like take that away. And it bothered me. (laughs) No, I get it. I mean, they have a very like loving relationship. Like yeah, openly loving relationship. They talk about how they were best friends. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, why, why sully that a little bit? But again, I guess that is just the sensational nature of the documentary is to just be that for us. I suppose. I'd yeah. be remiss if I didn't ask you this. So his father is ex-military. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think Tiger Woods was a psyop? If you see his eyes, they have no feeling in them. <laughs> like at any I, point. I mean, and they do talk about the the trance like hypnosis state that he would get into in order to to play. One more time, I'm sorry. They talk about they, the they talk about the the trance like like hip, hypnotic state he would go into while he's playing golf. I I I I think he was I don't know for for what intelligence agency, but you know I have to be this person. Dude. I think he was, man. Yeah. Um that's so funny. Unless. No. <laughs> His eyes creep me out, man. Yeah. I'm but just have you seen that meme that's like uh I'm about to just start staring at motherfuckers? Oh yeah. That's Tiger. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, broke up um, with his girlfriend via via the mail. <laughs> it's awful, you know. Dudes rock, real scumbag shit. Yeah, that is peak scumbaggery. He said, "I'm gonna blow up and act like I don't know nobody." <laughs> yeah, he, he's, an, he's an evil man. Yeah. Um, did you? Now I did not know. So Tiger Woods, correct me if I'm wrong, is a is a quarter black, right? Um. I mean, more because his dad is mixed. That's right. His dad is a quarter Chinese and a quarter Native American. Yep. So then his dad is only half black. Oh, okay. Right. Um. Okay. Now, do you, how do you feel? That, so obviously, like OJ Made in America is, is yeah. I feel like another big touch piece that you got to discuss this documentary in context with. But OJ takes the race forward approach, right? Yeah. OJ Made in America, obviously being another like similar touch piece to this documentary, takes the race forward approach, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, how do you think? Because Tiger and OJ are, I think, extremely similar in their reluctance to talk about like racial identity right right yeah see with with tiger i think it's like more complicated because like oj is just like weird and fucked up in the head and hated everyone right um and he's a piece of shit um what is he though no obviously yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh but tiger it's like i get there is some complication of like well, one, he is like a mishmash. He is mixed, and two, uh, like he's—I don't know—he's like the only black dude in this very white world, right? Um, and he's like also the face of the sport. So even any race race conversation is going to be thrust upon him, like no matter what. So I I honestly don't even like hold it too uh, much against Vince, him. The internet went for just like fumbling it or like not knowing how to fully handle it Um, Vince I'm sorry the internet went out again please go over that one more time yes we were talking about race I was just making the point that um, I honestly don't hold it too much against Tiger for not being able to to handle the racial conversation um, with him being mixed and him being black, but being the face of this white sport all of a sudden. Right. It's all kind of like thrust upon him. And we see like even as he continues to 
get famous or infamous or like not, the media thing just never feels natural at all to him. So like I don't hold it too much against him for maybe um, just not knowing what to do in that regard. But I'm glad that like both he and Nike kind of like see it important and like representation, I guess. Right, because there's that first ad, right, where they're literally just, like, it is, race is the entire point of the ad, right? It's, like, designed yeah. around that point. What yeah. did what did it say again? Was it, like, it's time? Something like that, yeah. Like, he's, yeah. Um, Which, by, by the way, it doesn't get into in the doc how fucking crazy it is that Phil Knight was just there on the green. That is the craziest shit. Like, it really doesn't get into, like, there is a, the way that they talk about, like, oh, well, we've been looking for another Michael Jordan, and then they find it. But it's like, that means they build a whole new wing of the Nike campus. Right. Like, now Nike golf is a thing. It's like a massive moneymaker, dude. And it's crazy that, that he was, was he ever dropped from Nike? He never was, right? I don't think so, no. That's so fucking wild dude they, they they've been riding together for like what 20 plus years yeah insane yeah it rocks insane um let's see um what else in that first part there's a um, there's a really good set piece um so it it there's a sequence where it's uh Let's see, a tiger scuba diving. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that he scuba dives. He gets really into scuba diving. Scuba diving, excuse me, in the early two thousands because he feels like it's the only place that he can feel truly like peace because no, none of the fish like know him. No, no, yeah. none of the sea creatures know yeah. his name, which is a beautiful sentiment. That then pivots into the, the 2000 British Open, which is like this massive cacophony of like chanting. There's like these really like loud tribal drums. And then there's just like an ungodly amount of like fans trying to storm the pitch. Bro, yeah. When he when he tees off and then everybody just closes in. Dude, that is something out of World War Z. It's such it's crazy. good filmmaking happening there. It is very good. Yeah. It's so good. I love it when a documentary has a set piece in it, dude. And that one, that love is it. such a good moment in there. Really, really good. Yeah. Feels like it naturally narrativizing his life and career and stuff in a way that doesn't feel like forced or anything like that. Yeah. Um, How do you feel this ties into, I feel, I feel like this is really good supplemental material to like the last dance. Cause the last dance, obviously cocaine circus, right? Yeah. You're seeing that here. Are Basically. you not like like Tiger yeah. or Mike and uh, Charles Barkley turning Tiger out? I'm like do, do they not like they like fuck his whole shit up, dude. That is a it doesn't even get talked about really, but like they're they're like part of that bad crowd, basically. Yeah, they're t- instead of having an angel and a devil on his shoulders, he has a horny Michael Jordan and a horny Charles Barkley. Awful. Who are like Can both you, telling oh him to God. fuck all the time. Disgusting. So gross, man. Um, yeah. So gross. that's funny. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, 
yeah, all the shit with him like needing to let loose and stuff. I thought of um again, thought of the last dance. Like, bro, after Mike wins three championships in a row and is like clearly just the best basketball player we've ever seen. Right. He t- he took a break. Yeah. And the thing with Tiger in this, it's like he he didn't get to take that break when he needed to. Like after his father passes, um, after he breaks up with that, you know, uh, or no, whatever. But like, you know, a- a- any moment, any major moment in his life, he never is able to like, I don't know, stop and carve something out like outside of golf. It's always just golf. Um yeah, and yeah. I, that's like literally his father's doing, is it not? That yeah. Like everything you should be doing in your life should be making you better at the money maker, at like what yeah. you're good at or whatever. I mean, getting more into like part two, it it does. I do have to end up like on Tiger's side. I don't know how much the doc wants me to be, mm. but like when he, okay, horrible shit that he did or whatever all the cheating yada yada him being like like imagine having the worst kind of like public like fucked up divorce that you can have and then you're like you know what fuck it let me like throw myself into my work and see if i can like just do good at that dedicate my life to that so i don't go off the rails right and then his leg just goes out and it looks so painful it does look really bad it looks so bad. And all of a sudden he can't golf anymore. He's got a crunchy leg. He's got a, his <laughs> leg is crunchy. He went to the doctor for crunchy leg. <laughs> and, but just like, bro, I would turn to opiates too. I like straight up, like what the fuck can I do at this point? Dude. Cause I can't go outside even. And I need to be, I need to do something. He had little peep level benzos in his system when he gets pulled over by the cops. Bro, dude. it is bad. That footage in there. It's is terrifying. Like, it's awful stuff, man. That was, I, oh, it's really bad. That like, is it's really, really bad. Yeah. It's, it's, he, I felt like I shouldn't have seen it. Exactly. Yeah. No, well that I think is like getting into the, again, like the salacious sensational yeah. quality of it. Like, Again, like, we all know this stuff. Do I really need to see this man at his lowest point? Exactly, yeah. And I think, too, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no actual, like, tiger footage in this, like, for the documentary, right? Is there, is that not what that is at the, that kind of towards the end? At the end? I don't think it is. I think it's meant to right? make you think that it is. I really right. don't think it is. I don't think so. I don't so. know. I don't think so. Dude, I, I, I've been pondering over this now for like a week and a half trying to figure out i don't think it is yeah i i i guess yeah it would be hard for me to believe that tiger like watched this shit and signed off on it exactly yes his him being featured in it directly his like participation is like literally like a very like soft tacit co-sign to like everything else yeah I don't think Which that's I the just case. Can't see happening. Yeah, because yeah. his his people have been like mad. They called this documentary like libelous and stuff. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so there's no tiger footage in it, man. Which again yeah. begs the question: like, well, maybe he just didn't want you guys showing the stuff in it. Like that, that stuff is yeah. like, it's really, really egregious, unnecessary. 
Yo, wait. Also, real quick, to get back to the the race conversation, there was another golfer, Vijay Singh, right? Who's like half Indian, but it's like there was another black guy there. Mm-hmm. That and it no, it just never gets addressed. It's the thing, like. Anyways, I just I just realized that. Sorry. You know, you're good. I mean, well, I'm there's that goes into part two. I think for me doesn't work because it loses focus. It yeah. starts to be about his influence. It starts to be about legacy making. It starts to try and be this like. I found it to be pretty mythological, at least from the beginning, because like you get the feeling that Tiger's dad, that Earl, right? Earl Woods. Yeah. You get the feeling that Earl has to die in order for Tiger to like actually be born. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That gets into yes. like literally. No. Like, yeah. And even if that is the case, it is not the documentary's duty to feed into that, to, to, to kill Earl for, on behalf of Tiger. And that's kind of like part of my problem with it. And it, and you know, they do bring up like, you know, you know how it is with us. You know what I mean? Like you get famous and then as soon as you do, they want to tear you down. And it's like, this documentary is so excited to tear down Tiger and everybody in his life. So like, I will push back against you just a little bit there because I, I do agree with you, obviously. Like that's my main complaint about part two is that it is like, it is very much relishing in his, downfall i guess yeah. but the i okay sorry i don't know how to word this kindly because i don't want to seem like i'm being an asshole but like so you do sympathize with tiger woods yeah i don't like at all i really don't um and i think that might be where this uh-huh. this kind of the second part breaks for me a bit um because it, I think it is, it is largely contingent on your ability to like stomach him, yeah, and and hope for him. I mean, he's one of the great athletes. Like, like obviously, like I hope he he's performing at his peak because like, who else is doing it? Yeah, you know, if it's Tiger's game, then it's Tiger's game, and he should play it. Um, but I, I really. I don't, I don't think the documentary is compelling you into one specific direction. It's not telling you to think he's a piece of shit. It's not telling you to feel bad for him. I don't think it's meant to to present him as a victim or a monster necessarily. It is so washed right. out because it presents to you all these different sort of facets of Tiger, all these different uh, like versions of Tiger that he is as a living man that I it, I was not compelled. And the only thing that I felt was gross because you spend so much time with the, the tabloid stuff that I'm like, Oh, this guy's just disgusting. He's like a cheater. Yeah. I do feel bad for him that it's obvious that he has like a sex addiction that he should get like treated for that. And that they, but the, the idea that like the media is like exploiting him. I, I, I push back against that a lot. Homie had how many affairs? Oh, Dude was a menace. That's what I'm saying, dude. At a, of course. At a certain point, man, something has no. to give, right? Of course, of course. I just... Uh, it's like... Well, one, it's like, first of all, he's not, like, properly socialized the way... Like, with his upbringing. Right. Um, 
you know, there's a lot, there's some footage that gets shown a couple of times of him like young and like dancing at a party. And it really feels like, okay, this is the first time he's like really able to like let loose. Right. Um, which is good. Uh, and again, like it's like shit like that, or, you know, like I said, like he needed to take a break where he needs to like, he never got time to like just stop and become a person. Right. Fully. Socialize, acclimate. And, Exactly. And and it's because of that that I just feel for him um, and that he's expected to like only ever operate at the highest level. Um, and of course, him being brought there like to the highest level by his dad and still trying to reckon in his mind with the with the, the shit that his dad did when he was younger that fucked him up. Right. Like there is no room for him in his like even at his the peak of his life to deal with any of that. I, I suppose with the amount of pressure thrust on him, right. there really isn't. And all he does is just spiral and, and it sucks because of the position that he's in that that spiral has to be like the most public, like elongated tabloid fodder. Right. Um, and it's because of that, like I feel bad, but like, I mean, of course he was, I mean, like I said, he was a menace, bro. He was dirty as shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I guess I, like, I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. am tempted to, to bring up leaving Neverland, but I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go there. Um, what I'm saying is, it's not. I guess it's not very hard to compel, and with with figures that are this big and this like enigmatic or not enigmatic, excuse me, like this iconoclast. Like, yeah, it's not hard to be like exactly what you're saying. I agree with you, obviously. I just wish the documentary not held my hand, but maybe directed was directed a bit more into a specific direction. Yeah. And I think that direction that I'm talking about, like it definitely wanted to go in and that's why the second part ends that way. Um, but it, um, yeah, it just, but I mean, it starts to feel like an afterthought. It really starts to feel like an afterthought where suddenly it's like, Oh, it's like 2019. You're like watching tiger, like comeback tour. Like it, it's so, yeah. Is it not like the last like 15 minutes of this documentary? Straight up it is. Yeah. And it's the, that stupid fucking American thing of, you know, again, we'll, we will happily be like tag team along with the media. No. And, and and tear you down and be happy about it. And all, you know, and then we'll all be on board with your comeback. Like however many years later of just like, Oh, it's so cool. Tiger is back. Like totally forgetting like the amount of shit we were just talking about him and his family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is he one of the most swaggerless individuals who's ever lived? Wait, okay. He he is, but him in the red polo, bro, it is tough. Him in the red polo is is scarier than Hoodie Mellow. Like it is he's Game a different time. animal and the same beast. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Kobe. Oh yeah. <laughs> rest in peace. We're to Kobe. recording today. Oh yeah, wait, real quick, I did want to show you. Um I got new plastic drawers for my room, so I had to like clean out the old one. Mm-hmm. And then I found this in there, which it's in oh like pristine God. condition. Yeah, what the fuck? I have where did no you get idea where it, 
where is from like in my childhood. Vince is showing me a looks like a little print, like an eight by eleven print of Afro Kobe. Yeah, with I think they look like Adidas on his shoes. I think so. His feet. What a king! Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! That's gonna be yeah. a good documentary whenever that comes out. Shit. Yeah. Fortunately, the only director to make it, Anya Varda, passed away. So. Or Spike Lee already did it. So obviously, um, he's so swaggerless. I disagree with you. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with you completely, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when he was young, wearing that pink and white striped polo with the the beach hat or whatever. Nay. Yet. <laughs> How do you feel about the fist pump? I mean, the f- <laughs> I, I love the fist pump. Same. I love Kobe did that too. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) I love the fist pump. Um, I don't know. I just, he's fist pumping for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. He can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, his politics are also interesting and they briefly, they, they, they mention a little bit of it. Like they get around to, you know, he's a lifelong independent, right? Not surprised. Okay. See, it looks like he probably voted for Obama. Mm-hmm. Then it also looks like he probably voted for Trump. You know, the Trump, Trump uh, awarded him like the medal of like freedom or something or like sportsmanship. Really? Or some shit. Yeah. There's like really good photos of like half balding Tiger Woods with Trump, like putting the medal around his neck. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, fantastic stuff. Just awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, that goes back to your to go back to your psyop point, though, <laughs> bro. Tiger taking time off and training with Navy SEALs, nigga. Can we talk about that? What the? That fuck? was part of it too. I'm sorry, I failed to mention. <laughs> yeah. that. Yes, he, this man knows how to kill. Yeah, Tiger yes. can clear a room of insurgents in record time at the drop of a hat. Yes. Like voluntarily wanting to do that. That is some of the widest shit I've ever The widest of. thing I've ever seen. That is oh my god. That that is I would I would expect one of the one of the Chris's to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. It yeah. seems like it, it is and the fact that these guys would just beat him up awesome dude it's really crazy that we haven't heard anything from these guys i don't think like i haven't done research but i was like that's not a thing like that so there's no like famous navy seal who's like oh yeah i would train with tiger all the time no because you know why because it's a, it's a government secret there you go that or they've all been killed for training with asset asset woods yep yep I don't know. He he scares me. The um, Woods Project, yeah. The Woods Project. <laughs> he really he freaks me out, man. I yeah. I don't know what it is about him, but I I well actually I do know what it is about him. You just mentioned it. It's the fact that he could kill me with his bare hands. Exactly. They mentioned that he got like really buff for a golfer. Yes. Bro, ha- homie was out here like Happy Gilmore, just whacking shit. <laughs> no, for real. Just sick. I don't. I still don't think I understand golf necessarily. 
My dad was a golfer. Have I ever told you that? I think so. My dad was like a lifelong golfer, even though we were mm. dirt broke. Yeah. Hmm. Wanting to be something he was not, I suppose. Yeah. Damn. My coworker, Tom, uh, shout out to Tom <laughs> from Sprouts. Tom would yeah. golf literally his, both of his days off, like, like the whole day. He used to golf so, with OJ. That's what he would tell no me. No way. Go, yeah, he would go to Angel Park and he golfed with OJ a couple of times. Sophie's told me that as a child um, in Ohio, she was very good at golf. Nice with it. Which I somehow I'm just not surprised. I don't know, dude. <laughs> we should we should go golfing. We should go on a do- on a dockless pod excursion. I want to know how to read the green, bro. I, Did I, you ever play Tiger Woods PGA Golf Tour? The game. I want to know how to roll the green. Um, no, I never <laughs> have. I played like I played great w- game. Really? Yeah. Is it fun? <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh no! I mean, it's like hard, but okay. no, it's it's good. But we brought that to a family reunion on our PlayStation Two before. Hell I remember yeah, that dude. classic. Good times. You gave cousin Rocky the controller that wasn't plugged in to let him think that he was playing. Type yep. vibe. Yeah, love that. We golf. Like oh we, yeah, we sports golf classic. I really have no connection to golf. I'm not going to lie to you. No. This is the type of documentary project that I want Theo Anthony to direct. He already did. He did Subject to Review, which is like his like documentary on like the arrival of like instant replay in tennis and how it like changed the game like on, yeah. a, on a like a genetic level. Um, mm-hmm. He's so good at like being macro and micro at the same time. I would, I, th- yeah. I really want to see him yeah. do something like this where it's like a, like a major figure. I don't know. It'd be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they got Heinemann for this, which is a big name, but I still would like, like an artful take on this. You know what I mean? Like would have been a little bit better than something that says didactic bifurcated as this is Yeah, left hand and is, is all like textbook. Like this is his life. And then right hand is all like, and this is what you know about him. It's like very much split between the two. There's nothing hardly even like connecting the two outside of it. Just being tiger woods thematically, of course, like there's no overarching narrative. Like, even the narrativizing of it, I feel like it's really sporadic. Yeah, it, again, it's it's very Netflix. It is very Netflix. Did you watch this in two sittings? Oh, that's a good question. I think so. I did. I did. I did too. It's got four hours worth of Tiger Woods blasted into your brain. Yeah. Now, is Tiger Woods hot? No. I really don't think so either. No. <laughs> is that is that really what your problem with him is? <laughs> like I don't want to watch him. Like <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you kiss Tiger Woods? Be honest. Yeah, probably. <laughs> of course not, you dummy. Uh, no. Um. Real quick, his friend in this doc, or his, like, family friend, the guy who would, like, fuck a lot with, with Earl in the, like, camper van. 
Do you know who I'm talking about? The the Yeah, yeah. I really think we got to add him to the whiteboard of craziest white boys of the year. He's just like he's destroying this family just because he wants to brag about having a lot of like unsafe sex. Wait, he didn't say that he joined Earl. Did he? Yes, he did. I'm almost positive he did. Wait. He's he admits to cheating on his wife. That guy, I thought that he said that's the no, that's wait. the point where he apologizes and he says uh, he's not gonna like this shit at all and then he says sorry champ sorry down the barrel of the camera and then he yeah talks and about- then he he talks about Earl like bringing them to to the golf course to to practice and while they're practicing Earl would go to the RV and like fuck someone at that point though he like talks about how he like cheated on his wife and stuff okay bro. Gotcha. Okay. Damn. That guy fucked the bag up, man. Damn. Wait, okay. Yeah, that's true. God damn it. Well, well speaking <laughs> of... Yeah. Again, with the, the personal vendetta everybody has against Tiger in this fucking movie, it's a- after, after he gets divorced and is trying to mount a comeback and stuff like... Um, even his, like his old caddy and everything, like everybody around him kind of gets dropped... Yeah. And they're all pissed about it. Yeah. But like, look at what this man just went through. And he knows like how much of himself he will have to shed in order to like move forward. Right. To change. And I, do, and I don't blame him at all for like, just not uh, suddenly just like, I'm not going to trust anyone around me. I got to do something new. It's like, I don't know. I I, I understand it. I like his fr- his his uh his girlfriend who's like he just stopped talking to me. She's like yeah. really mad that she's not getting a Christmas card from him anymore. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so fucking sorry. That's reason enough to drag him in a in a four hour long documentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You guys used to live in the same neighborhood in fucking Jupiter, Florida, one of the most like expensive zip codes in America. Right. Like four two zero six. I'm so sorry. It's fucked up that 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 tiger doesn't want to be friends with you anymore tiger Whatever. woods that's good just throwing that out there tiger tiger woods y'all <laughs> also that too like man on some back on the race shit it's like no black people claimed him <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry like there's Come on. Yes, of course. Yes. There is a whole, um, what's it called? There was a thing going around before that got uh, annoying with annoying to me with, um, like Jaden and Willow Smith, like complaining about like not feeling fully embraced by black people. And it's like, do you, do you know how beloved your dad is? Right. We will never drop you. Are you fucking kidding me? No, no, no. Like, I don't know. It's I get that shit can be um divisive or whatever, but like god damn it. But like you you claim Tiger. Absolutely. Okay. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we could Yes, as that a, as a Chinese American man, I claim Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> As a scumbag, you claim. Yeah. 
respect. Mm-hmm. As a as a as a red polo wearer. Yeah. They don't talk enough about class in this documentary. That's the other thing. Yeah. They really don't. And I, I'm sorry. I think folks, if you can't tell, I've been having internet issues this entire time. So I apologize. But one of the things I was going to say was when we were talking about OJ, OJ's approach approach was race forward. I was hoping that this one would take the counter and be class forward. And it's not at all. And it's not even race forward. Hardly. No, hardly. In the first part, it occupies a little bit of the space, but then going forward, it's nothing. They don't at all get into the class at all. Not at all. And that's so important because golf is quite, is like golf and tennis. Inexpensive. Yeah. Literally. Upsetting. Uh, Missed opportunity. Bag fumbled. Stay tuned. Yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about, Vince? Um, let me see. Um, Hmm. I, what do you think about the, the, the bit of, of Earl Woods, that, that quote that always gets played? Oh, that he Forgive wanted me. His... I get emotional when I talk about my son. Right. When he wanted his son to be like a messiah. It's so good. It is really good. But... I fuck with it. So I don't know why I'm so on the board with that. Like, especially cause it's been a thing in the NBA as of recent with like all the, the ball brothers, like all of them making the NBA um, there was a like a a big moment in um, in the season this just this year with um, all of the Holiday brothers. There are three of them all being on the court at the same time, right. and it's you cannot help but take pride in it. Um, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, com- like camaraderie. <laughs> dudes rocking is like much more than just dudes rock. Like it, it literally is like there's it, there is something nice about like pure male camaraderie in that way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially in the context of like not just like I, I don't mean to say like locker room talk. Obviously, it's bullshit, but like playing a sport or like in boys state, like working towards a goal or something like that. Like it. Yeah. It's nice to see. I suppose it is. And it's, I, I don't know. Again, I ultimately just think it's positive. I mean, I'll get on a sports, um, what's it called? Soapbox, like real quick, please. But I mean, it's just, you know, of course in the film world, there are a lot of people who are just like, I don't get it. I don't like sports or whatever. That's fine. You guys can live your miserable lives, but like <laughs> be ugly, bro. Exactly. But like, I get it. You know, it's, like, again, I don't have a problem if anybody is, like, atheist, but, like, we all need a, a god because, like, and e- even if you forge one out of golf and that being the god and that being the thing that you dedicate yourself to right. and, like, humble yourself before, um, it's it's always beautiful to watch. And that's, I mean, it's weirdly been a thing in my head also because I'm like, (laughs) like running through the Sopranos and that being a thing of like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this so that I can, you know, provide for my family. And then, you know, it it ends up being this like empty exercise, but like, no, it it is a real thing in in sports. And that's what makes it like kind of, I mean, always like such a, a beautiful thing when it goes so well. Well, I mean, there, there, there. I, I really think somebody who cl- 
claims to not like sports at that point would just have to not like movies. Like I, it, they're so intrinsically like inter interwound both yeah. like the very nature of like watching sports <clears throat> is appreciating cinema. You're, yeah. you're watching something be filmed, be broadcast to you, edited, however sporadically it is. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. If you're like that, you're dumb. I don't think any of our listeners are like that, but no, I mean, we do talk about sports a lot, or at least I force it in. So no, you that's didn't. why. No, no, no. You're good. You're okay. You're good. I mean, every. It, I yeah. I I do. I I agree. I think, but I, I guess my point with this is like, I agree with you because I think the gods of sports and film are extremely similar, if not the same. Yeah. Exactly. Deity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I still don't. I've heard, I've seen a lot of takes. I've, I've read people talking about how they, they think golf is like really, really cinematic. And I think there, I think there's a, a misconstruing happening between being like cinema and just being like painterly or being like, like wide. Cause yeah. it's a lot of like vistas. There's obviously a lot of like beautiful courses. Some of the courses that he's playing on here are unbelievable. They look like oh, fucking of course. Legend of Zelda yeah. maps or something. Yeah, if you've seen like Pebble Beach, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a house there. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. I have two of them there. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got three of them there. I don't know. It's <laughs> like it, it's. It, I I understand. I guess from a purely visual level, but I I guess I should watch a golf game. Maybe. And then I'd appreciate it. I slow no, cinema. I feel, I, I feel you. No, I um Again, this shouldn't be a thing that you're thinking about or even worried about because the documentary should have done this for you. I agree. Yeah. So I agree. There's uh maybe ten minutes of, of Tiger playing golf in this four hour long documentary. Yeah. For shame. Mm-hmm. For shame. You got anything else or I think we're good, right? I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Well, folks, folks. that was, that was it for, uh, for our episode on tiger. You can watch tiger. I should have mentioned at the top on HBO and HBO max right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, guys, that is going to do it for us. You can catch, uh, you can listen. I'm <laughs> working through it. <laughs> We've been recording for at this point about three and a half hours. <laughs> Let's go. My brain's fried. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at Doc Plus Pod. Um, mm-hmm. You can follow Vincent at VP Briscoe. You can follow me at underscore Ruckerish. Um, yeah, we'll see you uh, in February. We're going to have. Um, a nice stacked month. Uh, hopefully our next episode, the next time you guys hear from us will be post uh, Sundance at home. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, going to be doing a recap of that as well as talking about a handful of other, uh, docs over the course of the month, maybe with some guests, maybe an interview or two. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Um, thanks for listening guys. Goodbye.